At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Get out now. Uh. No doubt now. Uh. Thursday morning, December 26, 2019, the Beating the Book Podcast, Megapod, Week 17 in the National Football League, the squirreliest of all weeks. It's Gil Alexander. Skeletal crew, because it's uh, the week between Christmas and New Year's. We didn't used to do a podcast between Christmas and New Year's, but we are that dedicated. The skeletal crew on my left. From Showtime's action docuseries, and of course, Wednesday's on a numbers game at VEASAN, Todd Wishnev. How you doing, Toddy? Hey, Gil. <laughs> Todd, is, Todd, is having, <laughs> Todd is having some issues at his building, so thus the quick response. And Jeff Parlay, the laugh you heard on the right, my uh, producer number five, kind enough to join us. How you doing, Jeff? Better? I, you know, uh, I'm better than Todd because uh, the fiasco that Mr. Wishnev has had to deal with over the last two days does not sound fun. Todd, tell the people what happened at 3 a.m. on Christmas Eve. 3 o'clock in the morning, I hear a big sound in my apartment. I go, I think it's coming from outside. I can't figure out what it is. Then my neighbor starts, somebody's banging on my door at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm getting a little nervous. It's my neighbor. He's like, oh, there's water uh, from in the downstairs apartment coming from my water heater. We go outside. My water heater has exploded, and there's water everywhere. And, of course, you can't get a plumber on Christmas Eve or Christmas, so just tons of fun. So is the water heater the building water heater or in your apartment specifically? No, it's the, it's the water heater that's in my apartment out on the patio. I didn't realize that. Oh, so now you, yeah. have, you also have the burden of that, the guilt of that as well. I well, guess. I mean, it's not, it's not my fault. It's just the owners of the apartment that didn't, you know, don't have a good water heater. Right, so. I know, but that's why they came banging on your door anyway. Oh, oh yeah, I'm so sorry, Todd. It's actually just it's it's lucky I was in town because had I been out of town, right, it would have been a real major disaster. Yeah, I had a, a burst uh, from the apartment next door, and I said the same thing. There was there was water all over my apartment from the burst in the apartment next door. I was like, if I had been out of town, the entire apartment would have been toast. 
So let's do the podcast. Let's get you out of there. We'll watch some football, get you out of the cold. Because you must be freezing, man. Are you cold? It's a little It's a little chilly in here. Oh, my God. Todd Wishnev playing hurt. There will be no singing on this podcast? Is that what you're telling us right now off the top? Uh, I'm not really in a KC in the Sunshine Band mood today. <laughs> that was phenomenal last week. All right. Well, let's talk football. Let's get through it. It should be real quick then. Uh, week 17, tough to come up with three games or three sides or totals every week but in week 17 it's nearly impossible but we will try to do so because people have the thirst for the at least opinions and then they can choose to go with them or not there's no circa update because mike palm cannot make it today we'll try to get mike's picks by the end of the show you want to send him a text todd just to see what's up if you can get text like last week we'll do that let us begin with and there's and by the way there's no thursday night game so there's nothing to talk about there let's begin with the best bets jeff parlay by the way, Jeff Parlay hosts a show at VEASAN as well. I bury the headline. He hosts it as Jeff Parles each and every Monday through Friday called Market Watch as well. People should know about that. Four to six, six seven to nine. Four, yep, seven to nine Eastern time. Okay, two hours. Seven show. to nine Eastern time. That's, uh, you know, Gil, this is a terrible week for picks. Terrible. As you know. Terrible, terrible, terrible week. Terrible. So, so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the Todd Wishnev well, and I'm going to go over in a Tampa Bay Buccaneer game oh, since we had one that went under last week. And Jameis Winston is two interceptions away from joining the ranks of Jose Canseco and, and Barry Bonds and Willie Mays. Oh, wait a second. That's the wrong sport. Jameis throws two picks. Uh, he gets the 30 picks along with the 31 touchdowns he already has. Uh, he nearly threw two pick sixes in the first two minutes of the game against uh, Houston on Saturday. The second one was called back uh, on a de- on a penalty on a return. But look, I'm seeing for- – Gil, uh, it- it's a 47.5 or 48 on this total for Atlanta and Tampa because I'm seeing both on my screen. Um, uh, it doesn't matter the number. I'll go over both, uh, either of those. 47.5 wins out. 47.5. I'll, 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 les- I'll take the lesser number very happily. I'll go over to 47.5. Uh, look, Atlanta- Atlanta's offense, uh, Julio Jones has been absolutely incredible. Uh, he's. I would expect to, he's expected to play. Uh, Dan Quinn. I. We don't know if he's going to be out or not after this game, but uh, I'll go over to forty-seven and a half in Tampa and Atlanta. Forty-seven and a half. It is, Todd. I don't know if that's allowed. Is it allowed that he bites your pick, Tampa Bay overs? It's my. It's, it was going to be my first pick too. So. All right. Well, there Here you go. We go. There you go. First pick for both. We've said this many times before this season, but I'll say it again. That was the most Jameis game ever against Houston on Saturday. 25 of 48, 335, one touchdown, four picks, three sacks. It was his 11th career game with at least three interceptions. And Bradley Robbie returned one of those four picks, as Jeff mentioned, 27 yards to the house to begin the game. It's the sixth pick six the Bucks QB has thrown this season. Six! And the Bucks say, we're going with Jameis in 2020. They are going with Jameis Winston in 2020. And here's the one thing I will say about Jameis Winston. Could you imagine having a, just the ability to not care like he did? Like having that type of conscience where you're like, I'm just going to play through it. Doesn't matter what happens. Short memory, I'm playing the next series. So I guess in that respect, I give him credit. But Tampa Bay, Atlanta... Jeff going over, 47.5. By the way, Tampa Bay now a one-point favorite in that game. But for both of you guys, over 47.5 on Tampa Bay. Pick number one for me, Kansas City. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm laying the points against the Chargers. 
on guessing lines, I guessed that this would be 10, much to my surprise. And one of those picks where Chrissy Andrews said, I like your number a lot better. It was seven to open. It's now nine. I'm still taking it. As long as it's below 10, I am grabbing the Chiefs. Now, the NFL has legislated out the possibility of correlated parlays or games that impact other games uh, occur at different times. This is concurrent. This is happening at the same time as the New England-Miami uh, game. So, again, if New England wins, they get the number two position in the AFC playoffs and therefore a first-round bye. Kansas City would need to win and have New England lose for Kansas City to jump them and get to the number two seed in a first-round bye. So I don't know how much scoreboard watching is going to be going on if Kansas City sees that New England's up three touchdowns, let's say, against the Dolphins. Sure, could they pull back and not cover this? Yeah, I'll take that risk. The Chargers last week, and I talked about it a lot on Guessing Lines, the display by Anthony Lynn at the end of the first half, and I won't get into the details again, but just the mismanagement, the fact that Philip Rivers is allowed to just run things and make all the bad decisions. They don't do things on offense when they're supposed to. They call timeouts when they're not supposed to. And then there's the whole Philip Rivers thing that he's checked out. There was a block he could have made, and I said this on Guessing Lines. You need a difference between Philip Rivers and Tom Brady besides everything. The fact that Tom Brady will throw a key block in a key situation, but Philip Rivers will punt on it, that he will make an executive decision and just say, you know what, business decision, I'm not blocking. Oh, my thumb hurts. I gave it a try. Uh, could have sprung Austin Eckler for a 15-yard gain, just decided not to block. I think the Chargers are done. I think they're already on vacation. Kansas City giving the nine points. That's pick number one. Pick number two, Jeffrey. All right. I'm going against the, uh, I'm going against a team that has to win. Here, Gil, and I am going against a team that is playing their backups. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens plus the two against Pittsburgh. Gil, your guy RG3 is better than whoever Pittsburgh is going to start at quarterback on Sunday. If it's Duck Hodges, which it looks like it's going to be. I know Rudolph got put on IR. Paxton Lynch is his backup. So it's going to be Duck Hodges all the way through. Look, I don't care that Baltimore sitting their guys. It's still Baltimore-Pittsburgh. And the Pittsburgh Steelers' offense is horrendous. If the Steelers' defense is going to have to score once in order for them to even beat the RG3-led Ravens, I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Look, RG3 has always protected the ball in his career, regardless of his, uh, regardless of how good or bad he was, even though he was never bad. He just was not never, never the same, obviously, as he was in that unbelievable rookie campaign before that ACL tear. But I'm going with the Ravens plus the two. I'm, I'm going... I'm going against a must-win team here, uh, so I'll take Baltimore plus two at home. Thanks for cleaning up that RG3 bit for a second there. I thought you were going to say something negative about RG3. That would be the instant. <laughs> that would be the instant ejection. By the way, I'll go through the Pittsburgh Steelers playoff permutations. Shall I do that real quick? Do you guys have 20 minutes? Uh, Pitts, <laughs> Pittsburgh clinches a playoff berth with a Pittsburgh win here uh, against Baltimore and a Tennessee loss or tie. Tennessee playing Houston. Uh, week 17. These are late games, both the Pittsburgh and Tennessee games running concurrent in a late window. Or uh, if Pittsburgh ties and Tennessee loses, or if Tennessee loses and Indianapolis wins, plus Oakland loses or ties, or if Tennessee loses and Indianapolis wins and Pittsburgh ties Oakland in strength of victory tiebreaker. You got all that? Pittsburgh, by the way, would tie Oakland in strength of victory if all of the following teams win, Minnesota, Green Bay, Kansas City, and Miami. <laughs> so all of those are ways 
that the Steelers could get into the playoffs. The easiest way, of course, Pittsburgh wins and Tennessee loses their ties. That's really all you have to remember there. So Baltimore, the sort of contrarian pick for young Jeff, taking RG3. By the way, shout out to RG3, who some people had left for dead in this league. May get himself a Super Bowl ring this year. Who knows? Baltimore, Jeff's number two pick, taking the two points. Todd, pick number two. Jeff's taking all my picks. I like Baltimore plus two also. Oh, I, uh, no. <laughs> I wow. saw this uh I saw this line and I was like, Oh, that's ridiculous. Um at least Baltimore's playing with a quarterback. The Steelers have zero quarterbacks. Baltimore is playing with RG three. Who knows how good he'll be, but he can't be worse than my friends Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph. The Baltimore defense is still gonna be out there. Uh I've seen this a million times. The team who has to win doesn't end up winning, and uh the team that doesn't really need it ends up winning. I've seen it too many times. Baltimore's just way too much for Pittsburgh, especially at home. They don't want to let Pittsburgh into the playoffs. Give me Baltimore plus two as well. Baltimore, who's already clinched home field advantage through the AFC playoffs, have nothing to play for here. RG3 at the helmet. And you're right, Todd, what Todd says right there. We've seen it so many times before. And Dr. Bob was great to have on the show last week. Again, teams in absolute must-win situations, which we just documented. Pittsburgh is not exactly in that situation here. What Bob was talking about, teams like Oakland. Oakland applies this week. They're in an absolute must-win situation against a team that has nothing to play for. It is a losing proposition and a big-time losing proposition over time. But even a team like Pittsburgh, which for all intents and purposes are in a must-win, we see it all the time. They just lay an egg. Pick number two for me, along those lines, I'm taking the New York Giants plus the four-and-a-half against the Philadelphia Eagles in the, again, the late window, the uh, afternoon window, if you will, 425 p.m. Eastern kickoff, 125 Pacific, for the Eagles. The Eagles simply will win the NFC East by beating the Giants. All they gots to do. Dallas, of course, will be watching it. They're playing at the same time. They're playing the Redskins. For Dallas to get the NFC East title, they must beat the Redskins and have the Eagles lose. I think the Giants are going to do the Cowboys a solid. I actually think they win this game outright. But I'm certainly taking the four and a half points as pick number two. I think the Giants are live here. Uh, I know they were playing a horrific Redskins defense last week, and they were able to just go nuts, winning ultimately in overtime 41-35. to Daniel Jones, five touchdown passes against the Skins. And I know the Eagles defense is a much different animal. But on the other side of the ball... For all this talk about Philadelphia beating Dallas, and they did do it with the skeletal crew, and Troy Aikman called it the greatest team win he's ever seen, which might be hyperbole, I don't know. But the Philadelphia offense is terrible, and it's really not their fault. They don't have players. Gary Ward is the guy for Carson Wentz right now. They just have a mash unit in Philadelphia. I will take the Giants plus those points. I look for an outright upset here. And by the way, just let me list some of those Philadelphia players. Jordan Howard, Nelson Aguilar, Lane Johnson, Darren Sproles, Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, Malik Jackson. Deshaun's supposed to show up for the playoffs if the Eagles get there. I don't think they do. Eagles only scored 17 against Dallas last week with all that hoopla. Plus, Saquon all of a sudden looks like Saquon again. I'll certainly take the Giants in the points as pick number two. Pick number three, Jeffrey. Okay, there is no reasoning other than the fact that my favorite football team likes to screw up their draft position <laughs> as good as any team in the history of professional sports. So I'm taking the New York Jets plus one and a half at Buffalo, mostly because, A, the Bills are have nothing to play for. We're not certain on who's going to play 
uh, in that game for the Bills. But a Tredavious White and Josh Allen play more than three snaps apiece. There is something horribly wrong with, uh, with what the Bills are doing in that game. But this is solely – there is no true, real rationale to this one. And I'm, I'm going to assume Todd is not going to have the same pick as me on this one as well. But I, I'm taking the Jets plus one and a half. So the Jets screw their draft position and move, and move deeper into the first round and miss out on some franchise left tackle. We're doing this whole ridiculous song and dance again in 12 months from now. <laughs> the Jets plus one and a half at Buffalo to screw up their draft position. Todd, number three. You know, I'm going to go back to the Miami Dolphins. Well, uh, the Miami Dolphins gave me one of the worst beats of in-game betting I've ever had in my <laughs> life. Last week. I had the... Uh, Dolphins minus three and a half. They were up 16 with less than a minute to go. Cincinnati gets a touchdown, a two-point conversion, an onside kick, and another touchdown on the last play. Uh, and I take a horrible beating when Miami wins by three in overtime, and my three and a half goes down the drain. But I will take Miami this week. 16-point uh, favorites, New England. Uh, New England had to pull out all the stops to beat the Buffalo Bills last week. That was really a toss-up game. Uh, Miami, as we've said all year, they're not as bad as they seem. Uh, sure, they could get blown out, but I could just as easily see Belichick playing it real conservative here and winning like 20-7 to 7 or something like that. So uh, I'll, I'll take Miami uh, with all those zillions of points. I think it's plus 16 now. It is plus 16. And uh, yep. hope I can get in under the number. Don't sell yourself short, Todd. That was a far worse beat than you're even giving yourself credit for. Down 23, 35 to 12, with five minutes left. Down 16, Miami gave up 16 points in the final 29 seconds of regulation. So, as Jeff put it before a numbers game on Monday, you know all those times where you're on the wrong side of a bet and you try to convince yourself you have a chance where you go, well... Uh, you know, if we just score a touchdown on this drive and then like we stop them and then we score and get the two point conversion and then we get an onside kick and we recover that and get a touchdown, another two point conversion, it'll be a tie game. <laughs> like, you know, you go through those things sometimes it happened. That's exactly what happened with Cincinnati <laughs> and they forced overtime and poor Todd I mean, had the three I mean, and a I half. Love, and I sweat I, games that are, that I have no business uh, losing, and RJ in, in the book gets all mad at me because he's like, there's no way you can lose, relax. I wasn't even sweating this game. That's how much I had thought it was a win. I wasn't even sweating. I was like, there's just no way. Cincinnati, even after they got the onside kick, they still had no timeouts from their own 46-yard <laughs> line with like 40 seconds to go. It, it, it was un- unbelievable that they were able to get a touchdown there. So whatever you know just chalk it up to a beautiful week for me i've had uh you know busting water heaters in the middle of the night and uh beautiful bad beats and uh, all kinds of fun you're a joy to listen to a joy (laughs) uh it's you're right though like literally i had stopped watching that score and then all of a sudden i get a text from my buddy ray and he goes oh my god Bengals!" and i'll tell you this is the god's honest truth i thought that something about my phone was glitchy and that I was getting a text from him on delay because what he was texting me couldn't possibly make any sense at that moment because the last I had seen, Miami was winning by 23 points. So when he sent, oh, my God, Bengals, I thought, oh, that must have been something that happened early in the game. And on a whim, I'm like, let me, let me check the score. And I'm like, oh, my God, Bengals. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's exactly what someone should text. Couldn't believe it. 
could not believe it. And then, of course, I don't know how you give up a t- even on the last play. They're at the twenty-three yard line. Just line up at the goal line and don't let anybody catch the ball. They just let they just throw it to him right at the goal line. It's unbelievable. Uh, and also, and also, Gil. Yeah. The first touchdown, and I think this gets totally thrown out because of all the chaos. The first touchdown, I'm still not a hundred percent sure the Bengals got pass catcher Boyd was actually in the end zone uh, across the plane. Right, but it didn't uh, matter, so no touchdown. one cared. Right. No, I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't. I like it. Gets thrown out because oh, who cares? They're still. They still have to make the two and recover the onside kick and then score a touchdown and make another two for this to really matter. I'm still not certain that was a touchdown. Um, so it was really – Todd suffered the worst beat I think I've ever seen. Really did. Todd brings up something else, though, when he said, like, just just put all your men back. Miami actually did. When 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 uh, Cincinnati got to the 25-yard line, they recover the onside kick, they get to the 25-yard line, there's four seconds left. Four seconds left. They got one play. And Miami actually dropped eight defenders back to the goal line. And Tyler Eifert still goes over two of them and, ca- and catches the ball. And then, of course, Dalton can't find anybody in the end zone on the two-point conversion, and he runs it in, uh, scrambles it to the corner. So that was, you know, we talked about this on Guessing Lines, Jeff, where it's like they did drop eight back. Then there are situations like your Jets against the Steelers. And the Steelers, we've seen them do this earlier in the year against the, against the Dolphins. They do late first half Jedi mind tricks on the opponent. The Jets made no sense. Didn't end up mattering because they ended up winning. But they're up 10-3 to on the Steelers late in the first half. And Mason Rudolph's in the game at this point because they had benched Devlin Hodges. Yeah, they threw like a, an they 18 yard touchdown pass when they could have just tackled all the well, receivers. No, no, the Jets, the Jets blitzed. They put they put their yeah, corners they, on an island, and the first one almost was a touchdown, and it, like it just barely didn't connect. And then the Jets were like, instead of learning their right. lesson on the next play, they're like, "Yeah, let's do that again." <laughs> it's so but stupid. But on top of it, all the all the defenders have to do is tackle the receivers. And it's a uh, it's a five yard holding penalty, and they have to, and the Steelers have to kick the field goal. These coaches at the end of the first half don't understand that if the other teams at like you know further back than the ten yard line, all you have to do is is tackle all the receivers. Although in that case, were the Steelers in field goal range at that point? The Steelers, the Steelers would have had a forty nine yard. Yeah, field. yeah, I'm not sure so, you tackle at so that I point. I don't know if you do it in that spot. Just, I agree. Just don't. The Jets, the Jets corners are Arthur Mollett and, and Bless Austin. I mean, come on. You can't, you can't leave those guys on an <laughs> those aren't, one Those other. aren't real people, Jeff. Stop I it. Care, <laughs> I don't care if Miami had all eight guys back. Part of having all eight guys back is they have to play defense when the ball is thrown. Uh, Todd's, Todd's 100% right on that, Gil. I mean, they just led. I, I forget. I think it was uh, was it Eifert, was it Eifert who caught the one yes, that tied yes, the game? Yes. I mean, I, they just left them uncovered for about three and a half seconds. I mean, you can't do that when you're all back there. I, and Pittsburgh threw over the Jets uh, over the Jets' heads. Like I do. By the way, Todd, did you hear Jeff and I this morning? First segment on a numbers game. All we did was dissect BYU Hawaii. <laughs> it's phenomenal. You know, I I was listening to the crack part. I didn't hear the first part yet. Oh, did you enjoy the crack part, Todd? This morning, I was listening to. Well, I did. I was I was fielding plumber calls at the same time while I was oh, listening I to it. All right. Did you enjoy it? Oh, uh, yeah. I always enjoy. I always enjoy crack, but it was uh, it was it was getting. I was getting distracted from all the calls from the plumber oh, and I the see. water heater. I see. Well, well, Gil, the list of Bill's favorite movies is actually still going uh, in the studio right now. <laughs> last segment. So, last segment. I enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah, quite quite enjoyable. All right. Uh, in my final pick, I'm doing a Todd-like pick. 
Todd went with Miami plus the 16. I'm taking the Redskins plus the 10.5 now, let's call it. I'm taking the Redskins plus the 10.5, not because I don't think the Cowboys are going to win. I actually think the Cowboys are winning, and I think the Eagles are losing. But it's Case Keenum, y'all. It's Case Keenum. Case Keenum tried to single-handedly ruin the Redskins winning the Chase Young sweepstakes last week. Thankfully, he did not, but he did everything in his power to get the Redskins a win and spoil the Redskins getting the number two pick in the draft. I, as a Redskin lifelong fan, am worried that Case Keenum's going to try to do it again. You're giving me 10.5 with Case Keenum and the Redskins, and it's like a Ryan Fitzpatrick situation. Whatever you think about the Dolphins, whatever you think about the Redskins, they don't suck when those two guys are playing. They're not great, but they're the equivalent of like a 7-9 and nine football team. They're perfectly credible. They don't suck at all. 10.5 points? Give me the skins. And as a Redskin fan, I'll just pray that they don't win it because all these teams are just, my goodness, the way the Cowboys are playing down the stretch. We're talking this morning with Lombardi. All the people, I mentioned that, the Cowboys under the Jason Garrett era have squandered uh, the windows, the talent uh, in their primes. Tony Romo, Des Bryant, Sean Lee, Tyron Smith, Zach Martin, Travis Frederick, Jason Witten, DeMarcus Ware, DeMarco Murray, Dak, Zeke, Amari. Just goes on and on. It's terrible. But uh, give me the Redskins plus the points. That'll be pick number three for me. Happily. In a week that is squirrely, might as well grab all the points you can. Not a bad philosophy. By the way, the other betting point besides, you know, if you're in a must-win situation, you must not be that good. And that better should resist the temptation to just automatically bet teams that have something to play for against teams that don't, by and large. I was mentioning to Crack this morning on a numbers game at VEASAN on Sirius XM Channel 204... This is also a week where books are looking at their season win total ledgers and their liabilities, and they might shade. Each individual shop could shade. We're not talking about more than a half point here or juice, but watch you know, what these numbers are from book to book and watch what the juice is from book to book because if a book doesn't need a team to win or needs a team to win, it may affect how they shade the final game price on these as well in the spread. As always, guys, support for today's show comes from bookmaker.eu, an industry leader for close to 30 years. Pro players consider them a must because their first to post odds take the highest limits and pride themselves on never having kicked out a winning player. That is huge. Bookmaker's a high-volume sports book best suited for the sophisticated player, also caters to large recreational players and their motto is always is where the lines originate because chances are the sports book at which you've been betting follows their lines pretty damn good chance as a matter of fact and right now if you visit bookmaker.eu slash gill that's bookmaker.eu slash g-i-l-l you'll claim your exclusive 100% welcome bonus of up to $300 that's bookmaker.eu slash gill to join and claim your welcome bonus of up to $300 right now you will not regret it Betting the only way I know how, the indispensable, bookmaker.eu. Check it out. Uh, we are to the teaser portion of the show, 6.2 team teaser of the week. So teasers last week, once again, uh, Bob and I lose because we both had Tennessee. You and Jeff both win. What did you have, Todd? Giants and who? I had uh, Bills and Giants. And Jeff, what did you have? I had 49ers and Broncos. Well done. Well done. Broncos gave you a scare there, but they got back. How about the Broncos? 3-1 and one with Drew Locke. Interesting. The only loss in the snow in Kansas City. All right, Jeff, we start with you. Your two-team, six-point teaser of the week. All right, so we are going to go 
with your Washington Redskins up to 16 and a half as the first leg. And then Kansas City, we, we, Gil, you went with Kansas City nine or eight and a half earlier? Nine. Okay, so we'll make KC a three. It doesn't matter. Kansas. That, that feels like Kansas City is going to be able to name their score if, they, if uh, Mahomes plays the whole game. So I'll go with the Redskins 16 and a half and KC minus three. Toddy? I'll go with Baltimore plus eight. Even if they lose the game, they ain't going to get beat by eight with a team that has no quarterback. So I'll go. Steelers should just line up in, in, um, in, in uh, Wildcat the whole game. They do much better. Baltimore plus eight. And then for my second one, I will. I'm like, ugh, it's so r- ridiculous here. The second one will be. Uh, I'm really struggling with the second one, but you know what? I love when this Give show me, sneaks up on you, Todd. I know, well, because I've been I've been debating it the whole show who I want for the second part of the teaser, and I guess I'll take uh, I'll take Houston plus nine and a half. Houston plus nine and a half. I'm taking uh, two of my three best bets and putting them together. I'm taking Kansas City, taking it down to three. And normally nine is the uh, the teaser prevention mode for bookmakers because it doesn't get you through the three. But I'm with Jeff. I just think they can name their score here against the Chargers. And uh, I'm tying it in with the New York football giants. I'll take that through the seven and the ten to ten and a half. Again, I think the Giants are winning that game outright. I'm sprinkling Sprink. on the money line. Oh, yeah. Sprinkle me, my 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 Giants plus ten and a half. Yeah. Okay. Todd, see, Todd was ready Todd. to tell me I did something a foul. I'm not Mike Palm, Todd. Not Mike Palm. My fault. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like we got Mike Palm's picks. Wait a minute. Hot off the press. We have Mike Palm's picks of the week. <laughs> First pick, Chiefs minus eight. No, I'm sorry. Not even eight and a half. That's Chiefs minus nine. Pick number two, Tennessee Titans. He says minus three. No, I'm sorry. That's minus three and a half consensus on that one. So it's Titans minus three and a half. He did get this one right. Eagles minus four and a half. Ooh, Mike and I are oppo on that one. So Chiefs minus nine, Titans minus three and a half. Eagles minus four and a half, and his two-team six-point teaser, uh, these are correct. He's taking Green Bay, teasing them down to six and a half at Detroit, game that Green Bay needs to get a first-round bye, at the very least. And he is teasing Chicago up to seven and a half from one and a half at Minnesota, a game that Minnesota has nothing to play for in either. Well, let me just ask you this before we go, because obviously... The biggest game on the board in terms of playoff implications for multiple teams is the Sunday night game, the final game of the football regular season in the National Football League this year. Game number 256, San Francisco, a three-point favorite with extra juice. Matter of fact, I see almost as many three-and-a-halves, but it is three in most locations still, three with extra juice, on the road at Seattle. Seattle has a running back problem. There's no Chris Carson. There's no Rashad Penny. There's no C.J. Procise, or as Al Michael says, C.J. Procise. But there is Marshawn Lynch now, and <laughs> Robert Durbin is even back on the roster, as we pointed out. So Seattle's got problems on defense, too. The guys haven't played. Hopefully they get guys back. They're just banged up royally. Any thoughts on that game, just because? I know it's not a best bet, but any thoughts on that game, Jeff? If you're San Francisco and you're actually a real Super Bowl championship caliber team, you go there and you smoke Seattle. 
He didn't even mention it, Gil. No Dwayne Brown. Either. No Dwayne Brown. And that might be the that might be the biggest killer of them all for Seattle because that offensive line with Dwayne Brown at least became league average to maybe a little bit above league average. Without Dwayne Brown, it reverts to when it was really awful. I know Tom Cable's in Oakland and not Seattle anymore. But it, it it reverts to it just a really just mediocre to bad offensive line. Look, Seattle was awful last week against Arizona. I know they were battered defensively, but they were really listless in that loss as a big favorite at home to the Cardinals. I I just don't I don't see Seattle having a manpower. I would lay with the Niners. Uh, I this feels like a good in game game, obviously, as all these games can turn into. So I, I would lean Niners, but no, no, obviously no pick. While we're at it, not only did I not mention Dwayne Brown, I mean, I didn't mention, of course, guys who are on suspension like Josh Gordon and Al Woods. And I didn't mention that Seattle didn't have Quandre Diggs. They didn't have Shaquille Griffin. They didn't have Jadavian Clowney the last game. And so it looks like Clowney and Griffin will play. They were back on. Uh, they were back at practice on Tuesday right before Christmas. At least those two will play. We'll have to check on the status of Diggs. But they're getting guys back on D. At least that's the case. Todd, any thoughts? I don't really have any thoughts in this game. Uh, I guess if you're watching the game and you see Seattle moving the ball, it's probably going over because I think San Francisco will get theirs. Uh, but I don't really have any good feel in this game. Yeah, I like the three a whole lot better than I like the three and a half. That's for sure. If I was forced to pre-flop it, I would play San Francisco. But nothing for me. At this point, of course, if San Francisco wins, not only do they win the NFC West, but it's home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs. And Mike Palm and I get to cash our uh, San Francisco to win the NFC West prop bets we made before the season. I got plus 395. I think Mikey got plus 375. Seattle, they've clinched a playoff berth. But here's the deal uh, again with the Seahawks. And we went through these exhaustively the other day. But they all clinched the NFC West with a win. They'll clinch a first-round bye with a win and a Green Bay loss. They'll clinch home field advantage throughout the NFC playoffs with the number one seed with a win, a Green Bay loss, and a New Orleans loss. So a little clearer now that we've cleared the Monday night game uh, this past week between the Vikings and the Packers. And by the way, it does need to be said about that. All of a sudden, the Green Bay defense, which we've been ragging on all year long, all of a sudden they're the 85 Bears. What was that? Like, Minnesota couldn't block them at all. We didn't even talk about that today, Jeff. Uh, Gil, Minnesota's offensive line still is still what it was last year. They just flipped a few pieces around it. When you take Dalvin Cook, they're a whole different team. Take them out of the equation. They look yeah. terrible. Yeah. They really did. And, and that makes the other note that we need to say. Minnesota's locked into a sixth seed. Buffalo's locked into a fifth seed, NFC and AFC respectively. So Minnesota's sixth seed, NFC. Buffalo, fifth seed, AFC. Those can't change. So neither of those teams have anything to play for this week. Houston, it should be pointed out, which right now are in the number four position in the AFC, could technically get to the number three position in the AFC if they win and Kansas City loses. But again, one of these things where Houston is playing late, Kansas City is playing earlier, they will already know if they have anything to play for by the time they take the field. And again, with my conversation with Michael Lombardi this morning, I don't think any of these teams really care about seeding. They care about buy or no buy or in or out of playoffs. But in terms of seeding, three or four, I think we make too much of that stuff. I really do. All right, we get out with the final two questions then, gentlemen. As always, which of the big favorites, in your opinion, is the most likely to lose outright? The choices are as follows. New Orleans, 13-point favorites at Carolina. 
New England, 16-point favorites, hosting the Dolphins. The Packers, who have every incentive to win here, 12-and-a-half or 13-point favorites at Detroit and David Blau. Kansas City, 9-point favorites at home against the Chargers. The Rams, 7-point favorites at home against Arizona. Neither team playing for anything there. Dallas, 10.5-point favorites against Washington. Those are your choices, Jeff. Which is the most likely, in your opinion, to lose outright? The most likely to lose outright is the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going with them because, as you mentioned before, Gil, Case Keenum in there instead of Dwayne Haskins. Now, Haskins was much better the last two weeks, but Keenum's still significantly better. And it would be a perfect end to the Clappers' tenure if they (laughs) blew a game like this, get the help they need in the Meadowlands, and then lose to the three-win Redskins at home. So I'm going Dallas. Oh, it would, it would be perfect if it happened. It would be perfect if that happened. It really would be. Yeah, and you were, and you were saying today earlier, you, could you imagine that happens to Oakland, too? Oakland still has a shot to make the playoffs in the AFC. Could you imagine if Oakland had everything go their way, a pit loss, a Tennessee loss, an Indianapolis win, and then Oakland themselves loses, which would be the, uh, the four-team parlay that would need to happen? Wouldn't that be fitting for Jason Garrett? By the way, that Green Bay game against Detroit, because we haven't really covered Green Bay, they'll clinch a first-round bye with a win, or a New Orleans loss, or a tie in a San Francisco loss, a tie in a New Orleans tie, all kinds of different ways. That's for a first-round bye. For home field advantage throughout the playoffs, they'd need to win, and San Francisco would need to lose or tie, or they tie and San Francisco loses, and New Orleans loses or ties. But basically, a win, and they guarantee themselves a first-round bye at Detroit. Todd, same question. Who's the most likely to lose outright? Uh, I'm going to go with that other game that means nothing, the Rams. I know Hundley is a quarterback probably for Arizona, but the Rams probably are disinterested, so I could see them losing. Can you imagine Todd Gurley could be a salary cap casualty? Man. And I still don't feel like we have the whole story about him. I will say it's the Dallas Cowboys because wouldn't I will say the same thing. Wouldn't it be just like a Redskins-Cowboys game with Case Keenum to end that way? So the Cowboys would be my choice as well. And then the final question and what a week to ask this, because you could have about 10 different responses to this. But if you had to play, God, what a terrible thing that would be. <laughs> had to play a side on all of these games but one. What would be the one above all that you would not want to play here, Jeff? See you later, See you later, Bears and Vikings. I want nothing to do with it at all. Period. Goodbye. See you later. That's the one I'm picking. Vikings, who have nothing to play for against the Bears, who seemingly never have anything to play for. Uh, by the way, that total is 36.5. Vikings favored by uh, one or one and a half, but Jeff wants nothing to do with that above all. Todd, same question? Uh, the Chargers. I just can't stand the Chargers. I can't stand Phillip Rivers. I can't stand Anthony Lynn. Uh, Anthony Lynn seems to now be coaching BYU as well, so I don't want any part of that. <laughs> uh, uh, I am going to say uh, Cleveland-Cincinnati. Cleveland-Cincinnati, because I think Cincinnati, if you told me Cincinnati won that game by three touchdowns, I don't think I'd be surprised. They can't lose the first pick in the draft. They can play balls out. And if you told me Cleveland crushed them by 21, I wouldn't be surprised. So for me, it's Cleveland-Cincinnati. Thank you, gentlemen. Skeletal crew. Todd, I hope things get better for you at your apartment. Thank you for uh, manning up and doing this, nonetheless. Um, And Jeffrey Parlay, thank you as well. Thanks to everybody listening. Good luck, Week 17 in the National Football League. Next week, the return of Mike Palm, the return of guests. Maybe we'll get Lombardi in here. Maybe we'll get Joe Fortenboy in here. Megapod for Wild Card Weekend, a week from today. Good luck with all your picks this week. Thank you so much for listening. 
Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.